conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. It's another beautiful day. Happy Monday. Best day of the week. Happy Monday. Cheers. Coffee. I love it. How's your weekend? Uh, Hospitality mug. The one and only good morning hospitality mug at the moment. So should feel pretty, uh, pretty honored. It's worth something someday. Collector's items. We'll be auctioning it off at the end of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Once the show like gets through, like we sell to Skipped or something else and boom. We're going to sell the one and only mug. Millions. Millions of dollars. Just yeah, kidding. Here's NFTs. This is a real tangible asset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of NFTs. Uh, well, sweet. Um, dude, 
it's just you and me today. No, no, Mr. Ross. Uh, he's off busy saving the world and doing what he does best and probably subscribing to another product or another great uh, travel uh, business. So yeah. it's just us today. You ready? Water. That's that's his next thing. Yeah, subscription water. He's been working hard late at night. He, we get calls at like 3 a.m. where he's just kind of like, what do you guys think about this? Huh? Huh? It's going, it's going a little wild. But How was the weekend? Good. Good. I finally got to recover after uh, two weeks of travel. You know, 16 planes, 7,642 miles uh, of, of pure travel. Uh, it's been great. So I had a, a nice relaxing weekend. How about yourself? Father's yeah, Day. Man. You had your Father's Day. Yeah. Father's Day. That. Yeah. So I was... It was relaxing yesterday and Saturday I, I did, uh, I have a weird thing for your Olympic sports. Uh, I like trying as many Olympic sports out as possible. So on Saturday, uh, a buddy of mine and I went to take fencing lessons. So oh yeah. It was, uh, it was a blast and I am very sore. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think I'd get sore from fencing, but you use muscles that you uh, don't often activate. So uh, it was a lot What's of fun. It? What? What's it like uh, with that sword? It's kind of probably hard to maneuver if it's kind of flimsy like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's both harder and easier than I thought. It, hmm. it, it's a, a, as accurate of an explanation as I can give. It doesn't okay. move quite as fast as you think it does from TV, like if yeah. you're right there and watching it happen. But at the same time, like you have no idea what's happening and you have no control. <laughs> just trying to stab you. <laughs> yeah, plus, plus you can't even see, probably. Well, yeah, you. It's like it's kind of like you're drunk. It's it's fuzzy sight, and and then it's just like wearing a mask, like we've all mm. kind of gotten accustomed to. Um, but breathing through it was uh, was a little more challenging, and I'm already out of shape as it is. So <laughs> it was uh, it was exhausting. I'm still pretty sore, but a good time. Yeah, I feel it. I'd, I'd feel recommend it. anybody giving it a shot. Perfect. Well, if there's anyone near me, maybe, well, hey, that's what we'll do. We'll get a fencing company to sponsor the show because of that. You know, there we go. There Love we go. it. Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode because uh, as you and I have mentioned and as Ross has mentioned even uh, on prior episodes, we've talked about, you know, our opinions, predictions, things that we think are going to happen with throughout the year. But now we're going to see after things have opened up a little bit now, we both you and I at least have experienced what it's like to travel during all this uh, with less restrictions, more places opening up, uh, all that stuff. And we're going to go through a list uh, of things we think should stay, go, you know, what are, what's the overall industry going to look, look like from the short-term period to the long-term recovery mode uh, to back to normal. But before we do that, be ready for it. What's with the noise, baby. That's what I was talking about. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Grandma. Always good to see Grandma on a Monday morning. Uh, So this week in What's With The Noise, we saw Hilton come out with a competitive product for short-term rentals. Uh, it's called a lock-off room, and it's existed in hotels for many, many years. Uh, that said, a lock-off room is a great option if you have a family. Um, my little two-year-old go- goes to bed much earlier than I do, even though I'm pretty early to bed as well. 
So having a second room is pretty much a requirement for us when we go on holiday. And the only blaringly obvious miss on competing with vacation rentals there is a kitchen and not having a full-size fridge for a case of beer or uh, enough room for kids' food and adults' food and, and being able to make your own uh, while you travel and, and save a, a little bit of money to spend on experiences like fencing lessons. So uh, interesting that, that they're taking a, a, an approach of a lock-off room as a competition for short-term rentals. Uh, but kudos for, for the attempt. Um, you know, I, I'd certainly prefer booking two rooms to one if I have to stay in a hotel and make sense that they are conjoined. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on that one, Will. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, I felt like it was a little bit of a reach. It's just my opinion. Um, you know, just because you and I both know there is a significant difference in both products of hotel versus a short-term rental. Um, and I, I just don't understand the point of, offering the like for you guys yes the connecting rooms but if they have a home to suite brand or if they have these other brands that are more the extended stay already uh, they, that's that's what they should be promoting if, if you're gonna really try to gain that short-term rental airbnb type guest yeah right like doesn't that make more sense than to say hey well, i don't know maybe because i've worked front desk i'm also like very aware of the connecting rooms and you know what that does and you know the, also the increase of parties that happen with that type of uh, traveler sometimes because um, yeah. you get, you know, younger friends or a group of couples and guess what? They may not be able to fit one case of beer in one fridge, but they can fit a case of beer in the two fridges and they can, you know, walk back and forth. And, and it costs and, twice as much. It's, yeah. It's yeah. basically renting two hotel rooms. Like I, yeah. <laughs> unless they're advertising it in a way it's two for one and, you're just renting yeah. two hotel rooms, and and it's nice that they are conjoined or or locked off from one another. But uh, interesting play. I, I feel like it might be some pressure that they received from the board or, or others that are looking at Marriott's success and, and yeah. saying, "Why are we not doing this?" And and we're we're behind. How do we catch up? Exactly. Uh, so I think the the thought or the intentions in the right place. Uh, and they also have, you know, thousands of hotel owners that are loyal to the Hilton brand and, mm -hmm. uh, they have to keep them happy. So why not a marketing campaign against short term rentals that, that has been stealing a lot of their business this summer. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, a bit of a miss without a kitchen, without a living room. Um, but Hey, worth a shot. Yeah. I'm not going to bash anybody for, for giving it a try and maybe it works. Let's, let's keep an eye yeah. on it. Yeah, for sure. And, and you and I both know the, uh, the, I guess the trend that we don't think will stay. It's not going to be a trend. It's going to be a legitimate thing in the industry that's going to really excel and, and grow is the flexible living option. So if hotels are able to utilize their rooms differently um, at a more effective cost with, you know, more comfort and flexibility, then we'll see what happens. But uh, I did also hear of another noisy subject, as we like to call it, with uh, what's with the noise. And I want to, you know, throw this out there because this one kind of caught me off guard when I read it. And I'm not, not gonna lie, like got got a message to my phone first 
someone was like, hey, did you see this? And so uh, we saw this article that Airbnb has been secretly black box uh, or as a secretive black box team has been giving out about 50 million per year to keep disasters out of press. And there's certain things in there that kind of catch you off guard when it comes to keeping things quiet. So um, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand of this, uh, this, this episode. I'm curious. So you were saying you think a good portion of it is a, about that million dollar host guarantee yeah. type insurance. Yeah, I guess there's not enough news out there if, if this is a totally separate fund than, than the insurance payout. But if this is inclusive of the insurance payout, uh, it's, it's not the most shocking thing in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, people love to chase headlines, particularly for or against Airbnb. Uh, they're a, a sexy brand to talk about in the news. Um, and quite frankly, I don't, I, there wasn't enough information in, in the articles I read to yeah. say it was or wasn't part of that host guarantee. Now, if it is part of that host guarantee, I mean, they do what a million reservations a night or some crazy number, uh, mm -hmm. and multiply 365 nights a year. Like that's the chances that things go wrong are very, very thin, but when you're doing a million nights, a very thin number becomes a, a, a pretty big number. And, mm -hmm. and the media loves to cover it. So if, if they can get out ahead of it and include a NDA on, on payouts, then probably the smart thing to do. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a brand to protect and things, things happen in, in rentals, just like they do in hotels. Mm -hmm. uh, hotels are, you know, there's never that story like, Penthouse in a Hilton gets trashed by, you know, music star who threw a party. Like, mm -hmm. Well, that's a headline in, in Airbnb like every week. Uh, but it happens in, in hotels all the time. You used to work in a hotel. Like, did, yeah. did you ever have hotel rooms get trashed? All the time, especially our penthouses. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what the, the news is chasing and, um, and you know you got to protect your brand. The the brand of Airbnb is an extremely valuable one. The the multiple they're getting on Wall Street is yeah very high because of the brand, not not because of revenues or anything like that. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, certainly a surprise to read into, and I'm I'm interested to read in read more about it if information comes out that it is its own fund separate from the the payouts. Yeah. Um, well, it, it does say in the headline, you know, they're they're giving blank checks basically to the staff to give out to keep things quiet. So, you know, blank check. Yeah. Sounds, uh, yeah. You but know. up to a million dollar guarantee, that's, you know, essentially 50 blank checks, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not that many 50 out of 365 million nights. Like, it's just not a not yeah. that not that surprising um so yeah i'm sure more information will come out about that now that the, the cat's out of the bag on it but mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll cover it when it does yes we so, will yeah let, go ahead. let's move into the topic of the day which is we're, we're gonna to do a quick, we're gonna do a quick rapid fire on what will and i think is here to stay of trends that have popped up during covid 
And we'll do it quickly and then we can circle back and dive in deeper on uh, on the things that we think will or, or won't or that are going to be more interesting to talk about. But first and foremost, you and I have been on the road a good bit over the past few months. The thing that is just blatantly obvious is increased prices in, in hospitality. Mm -hmm. uh, here to stay or not? Uh, my opinion, uh, I would like it to not stay as high, but there is a you know give and take for it. So at the current state, I hope it goes away. Long term, I can see it rising back with the exception of one other thing, but we'll get to that other part in a little bit. So at the moment, I would like it to go. I would love it to go, but it's it's not going to go. Increased yeah. prices are here to stay. Um, now, the only area that I think price increases will be compressed again in the future is in short-term rentals. Right now, they're mm -hmm. um, they're dominating. They're, they're the preferred avenue of hospitality, and I think that shift will remain permanent. But it'll it'll balance out a little bit more, and prices will decrease uh, a little yeah. bit on the on the short-term rentals. But increased prices of flights. Unfortunately, I think they're here to stay. Inflation yeah. in a lot of countries, probably here to stay. So increased prices are, are going to follow with it. I agree. Uh, well, okay. So with increased prices, um, what are your thoughts on borders closing and opening back and forth, nonstop, go, 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 non-consistent? What do you think? Here to stay or got to go? Um, well, it's got to go, but I think it's here to stay for the, the short and midterm. Um what short midterm look like for you? At least through the end of the year, possibly okay. into to half first half of next year. Um, I think some countries are still extremely slow to for vaccine rollout, like India. Yeah, and people, you know, in it, it was unheard of to close a border to a country back in February 2020 when when Donald Trump did it for the first time. Now it's commonplace and uh, and Australia is not even going to open until 2022. Yeah. So, My friends uh, in Australia are like, it's rough. They're, they're able to travel domestically of course, but all the American business that they are used to doing or, or getting from the UK or anything like that. Um, it's, it's rough. Yeah. I, I don't see the borders closing and opening going away. In the next 12 months, there's there's going to be remnants of that for a while, I think. Probably, yeah. You got an opinion? Uh, I I don't really have an opinion just because um, I think last year being my only and first, not my only, but like my first real international trip, uh, which was shut down, like not shut down, but shut down at the end when I was coming home, um, I have a feeling like it goes back into what you said with other countries still being a little bit slower on the rollout. Um, America is very, you know, I think we're pretty open, like not just open, but we've gotten to the point where I think to the point we're going to probably allow people in, but other countries are still hesitant to let us in. Uh, so it's going to be a little while until we can see some real, yeah. uh, some real travel. I think that's just a matter of reciprocity. Once once we allow others, they'll allow us. I think it's mm. it's a political power move, but politics, not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, all right. Decreased service levels. 
Okay. Or I have a strong opinion about this one because of the last two weeks of traveling. Um, it's got to go, especially with the way prices are at right now. Like I get it. People are in recovery mode. Staff is low. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of states are finally announcing that they're taking away the unemployment benefits of, you know, the extra 300 or $600 a week and all this other stuff. So it's kind of enticing people to go back into the workforce. But I stayed at a couple brands like, you know, we are big fans of, you and I, we're, we're gold or platinum members. And um, I was I was disappointed, you know, staying at a, a Westin hotel and finding my sheets and my bed and, you know, the mini fridge was still had food in it and just the lack of attention to detail and just little things like that. The, 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 the front desk didn't give a warm welcome. Um, didn't really acknowledge the, the loyalty membership, the, just that, I don't know. It wasn't that, you know, that passion that I've had for the long, the longest time. So I think for now it's here to stay, but with the prices that we are charging in the industry, such as $250 a night for a Tuesday, uh, at an airport hotel, um, you know, for that quality of service, especially as a loyalty member, that, that that's unacceptable. Um, so I'm hoping that within the next six to, you know, six months, let's, I don't want to go any further than that. The next six months, hopefully we can get some kind of standard and, and real hospitality back after the, the shuffle and the, you know, kind of that, what do you call it? Um, interim when you're, you know, at very low staff with high, I demand to then we get some more staff into the buildings. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's here to stay for a little bit, unfortunately though. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's going to be one of two things that, that makes it change in the future. Uh, one will be our next topic, increased tech or the other is these people get trained better and mm -hmm. make more work with fewer headcount. Um, yeah. I don't know which one it's going to be. It's tough to retain really, really good service employees. Um, but yeah, I I think we got to get used to a decreased service level for for the at least foreseeable future. Well, I want to add one more part to it, and I think with the prices that we are charging currently in the industry, there's money to now. I think. Let's say let's say a couple months down the road, if we keep the increased prices at the way they're at, this gives companies like Hilton's or Marriotts or whatever to increase their pay to their housekeeping, to their front desk, to the whoever, in order to drive a real like I think we've we've all known that the you know livable wage uh, you know aspect with with everything has been uh, a conversation for a long time pre pandemic. Um, so I think if we keep the prices as an industry uh, throughout, you know, hotels, airlines, you name it. Um, then that that's one part that's going to need to change in order to make that, that guest service level go up. Yeah. Well, in a similar vein, increased tech. I, I think it's absolutely here to stay and, and there's not much necessary to elaborate on it. Yeah, no, it's here to stay. It, it's yeah. going to be the way. And honestly, my opinion, going back into the last topic, Increased tech is going to help that guest service level a lot because with the more the more automated tasks that the front desk you know 
can get off their plate because they have to go through a stupid checklist that makes no sense for a human to do while they have 700 check-ins that day. Um, that's going to be all in all like the go-to solution. So any, any software companies out there listening right now, let's go. Let's get, let's, let's get it going. All right. Next one. Uh, yeah, sorry. I got distracted. I'll do uh, it. Next one. You got okay. it. Are you sure? Yeah, good for it. All right. Uh, so vacation rentals preferred to hotels. Here to stay? Um, it depends. So I think the pandemic got a lot of people who have never stayed in a vacation rental to stay in a vacation rental for the first time. And so long as they didn't have a bad experience, I think there's always a reason that a vacation rental is better than a hotel, but there's also always a reason why hotels are better than vacation rentals. And let me explain. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I go for one night to Miami to celebrate, you know, closing a big contract, I'm going to stay in a hotel because I'm going to be there one night. Uh, quite frankly, the, the cleaning fees and stuff from short-term rentals just doesn't, doesn't offset it enough for a single night. Mm -hmm. And it's easier. I can usually check in early and do a late checkout if need be. And, and vacation rentals are typically less flexible on those things. But if I'm ever traveling with uh, family members or friends or, or anything, especially for two nights or more, there's no question about it. I'm 100% staying in a vacation rental. So yeah. circumstantial, but, but yes, I think uh, the market share is going to remain increased for vacation rentals. I agree. And I'm, I'm curious to see if that, um, like, you know, how you're talking about, like, it sounds like you're more talking whole home vacation rental um, compared to the hotel room. I'm curious to see if like the service apartment type inventory uh, where it's in a, a multifamily building um, with all that type of. Oh no, I'm, like, I'm just talking about anything with a, with a bedroom and a kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's another topic we could always go into, but I think one thing I've been seeing at a lot of hoteliers that I know that are, you know, pretty famous, like, uh, uh Wally Bashar and a few others that are, um, you know, high up there in, in the hotelier world, um, have been going on about, you know, how, you know, the, the fees, the, you know, the cleaning fee, the taxes, this and that, how they add up and how it's a disservice to the guests and all this other stuff. So seeing how as an industry, uh, especially in the short-term rental sector, you know, hotels, they embed, unless you're in, in Vegas, right? You have, they embed their fees into the nightly rate. Um, unless it's a resort fee, like in Vegas, where it's like 35 bucks and you get all this, you know, these perks. Um, you know, our vacation rental is going to start doing that. They're going to roll the cleaning fee into the rate. They're going to roll this other stuff into the rate in order to offset that that comparison between hotels and, and vacation rentals, maybe. Or maybe um, vacation rentals such as, you know, using platforms like Airbnb are the ones that are going to push that uh, that out and get make that a new norm where hotels can even charge a cleaning fee on top of their nightly rate. We'll see. All right. Uh, we got five or six more topics still to go. So let's... Yeah. Let's do quick rapid fire to get through these. Okay. In 12 months, will we still be wearing masks on flights? I hope not. The airlines are the only ones that yes, no. I feel like, no. 
No? No. I hope you're right, but I have a feeling that we will be. I do too, but they're the only ones that are behind. Like literally everywhere else, I don't have to wear a mask. Well, that's in the U.S. Internationally, it's not the case. Um, Loyalty perks. Um, I am a huge Delta fan, if you haven't watched the show before. Um, I've been upgraded on virtually every flight I've been on, and I love it. Do you think (laughs) think loyalty perks, like the increased... uh, the increased amount of perks are going to remain, or do you think that goes away? The increased amount. Um, honestly, I, I have a different experience with like my re- rewards program. So I, I've not been upgraded as much as you. Uh, You're just not loyal enough to Delta, man. Oh, okay. Outside of flights, <laughs> um, where I am loyal in other areas. Uh, I, I I haven't gotten that many perks in the in a way, and it's kind of disappointing because you like you work so hard to get the status, and you're like, all right, where's my perks? I don't even I haven't even gotten like at all the Marriotts to stay at. No one even gave me a bottle of water. And I was like, what the heck? This is like a standard. I've like, been upgrading sweets and stuff in Marriotts lately, dude. You, you just aren't doing it right. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so maybe I just need to put host of Good Morning Hospitality and Slick Talk on there to get them to step up their game. Um, right. But hopefully, it's uh, gonna stay we want to increase next one okay next one uh longer average length of stay here to stay uh yeah i do think it's here to stay i don't think it's gonna double or anything wild but adding a day to a trip for the next year or two i think will be commonplace for for most people so yes good okay and now i think this is the final one no, um, but decreased business travel. That's what that's what I'm saying. This is the the final one coming up. Yeah, uh, decreased business travel. What are your thoughts? Um, I think business travel will bounce right back as soon as international borders are open. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've got a theory that business travel will be even more so now than than ever before. Um, and I'll use Noiseware as an example. We, since the pandemic started, have pretty much only hired remote. Uh, we're still based out of Dallas, and that's still the home office. But now we're bringing people in on a semi-regular basis that wouldn't have normally traveled. So it, mm. it opens up a whole new group of, of travelers that uh, otherwise are, are typically uh, in an office behind a desk all the time. Yeah, I, I think it's here to stay, or it's going to stay. Like, it's going to increase, um, like you said. The, the 16 flights I was on last week, I saw a lot of businessmen and women, uh, you know, doing the same thing I was, taking one or two flights and getting to their destination, doing a meeting and and hitting the road. They were just road warriors in a lot of ways. And so I think it's going to go back to normal, if not more. And um, hopefully then we can get something like a, a, a bedroom subscription to, uh, you know, all these uh, brands that we love so much. and and just have that subscription business travel. Uh, Michael Ross, <clears throat> cough. <clears throat> yeah, Michael, we, we were able to, to weave in subscriptions. So when you go back and listen to this, <laughs> we, we made it happen. Uh, and then last one, is Australia ever going to reopen? Australia? Yeah. Are they going to be locked in Australia and stuck there forever? 
I don't know, like, because 2022 is a bold statement from their government. 2022, that is a bold. They're coming or going. Yeah, that's bold to say, like, we're whether they are vaccinated or not. Like, that was there any kind of contingency? I don't know. Um, but from my Australian friends, you know, Julie George, uh, Sean DeVrice, Bartz, all of them that I talked to out in Australia, uh, they they have no plans of ever leaving the country, and it's as at least at least until things open. But what's interesting is that they are so used to um, international students on visas to come and work to, in hospitality venues such as restaurants, bakeries, coffee shops, hotels, you name it. So with that being gone, they really have no workforce. So they're opening up, and they have no one to really sustain the business because there's i mean no- same with u.s hospitality though i mean you have yeah. nice hotels anywhere in the country and a lot of times it's european interns or mm-hmm. or interns from asia hospitality schools like yeah that's a big part of the of hospitality in general and and yeah that go back to the service levels and and what we've seen decrease lately but cool what well, I think that was a pretty effective rapid fire and would love to hear everyone else's thoughts or agreements or disagreements on, on our takes. Yeah. So right after this, uh, I'm going to post it and see what our industry friends on LinkedIn and whatnot say. Love to get everyone else's input. But if you're listening to the podcast, uh, make sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, email us, do whatever, go to the website. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We, this is an engaging platform. We don't want to just be us. So anyone out there listening, more than welcome to watch the replay on the website uh, or listen to us on your favorite podcast episode or uh, platform. So, Michael, Mr. Golden, it's great to see you again. And uh, all our listeners and viewers, we'll see you again next week.